Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and hello to all of my planeswalkers, my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. Joining us for a brand new and exciting episode of Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, your limited lore master denizen of the unlucky lounge, located inside historic Monoscrew Manor, nuzzled in the blind eternities to help you with a little pit stop throughout your journey in the multiverse. And joining me, as always, is our famed bartender, the spirited man, the 2-2-for-2 two, two two who's always there for you on turn two. His name is Borok, my bear tender. How you doing today? <laughs> I sure would hope so. Friends, it is time for a whole new limited season to begin. Zendikar Rising is dropping this week, and to initiate the new set, well, we have to do a new set tradition that's been brewing for the last few sets. It's a little game show that we like to play right as the set releases called Excess or Make Sense. We take one of the important uncommons or commons that are located inside the set, place it in a dating show, and see which of our potential matches might be its one and true limited pairing. But before we get to the fun stuff to come, a few bits of housekeeping. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out, B-L-E-A-V, at the .com, wherever you download your audio goodness, to get a slew of fantastic shows that are sure to entertain you no matter what you're looking for in the moment. As well, we want all of you listening to join our socials. That means on Twitter, Draft and Draft Corey. Same on that Patreon. You can also find us on Twitch now as we're starting to explore the world of broadcasting. We might just make our way onto YouTube as well, so just keep a listen as we continue to explore ways to make the Unlucky Lounge expand its reach into new mediums. And as well, you can find me on Instagram at Cory Demone Enriquez. The community that we build is all about that Magic the Gathering style. So we want you to join in the conversation, join in the fun, engage, and have a good time here on Draft and Draft. Well, that's enough of the upkeeping and the housekeeping. The Sorcerer's Broom is put back into the Conjurer's Closet. And as we said before, it's game show time. It's become a little tradition around here. A game show called Excess or Make Sense. We're going to take a card. We're going to put it up against some other limited pairings with it and see what, in fact, is its one true match. But first... Let's take a second to honor a tradition, and that means a moment to honor all of you. Find a second in your week that is worthy of praise. There's something. Dig deep. Take something, a drink. Could be water. Could be something more spirited. I want you to hold it up. Celebrate yourselves. This is what we like to call the untapped step. That's right, friends. You earned it. Well, Borak, it's enough stalling. That's enough prefacing. Let's go back to the event hall. What do you say, buddy? Yes, yes, thank you, audience. Thank you. And everyone listening at home, welcome to Excess or Make Sense, the show where we take an important card in a coming limited environment, place it against some potential matches, and see which one is truly its limited match made in heaven. Well, maybe not heaven, 
Whatever the afterlife looks like on that particular plane. Yes, thank you, thank you. Well, today we have a very stunning card, an important card, one I'm excited to introduce. Please welcome Miss Black Bloom Rogue. Miss Black Bloom, it is amazing to have you joining us here in the show today. Oh, Corey, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so excited to meet the bachelors. <laughs> my, oh, my. Well, I have to tell you, the cards here that are looking to pair with you are excited to see you two. Are you ready to meet them? Oh, I'm so ready to play my cards right. Hi, my name is Black Bloom Rogue. I'm 23 and I'm from Zendikar. You know, coming from a rogue family, I like the normal things. Sneak attacking, stealing stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty down to earth in that kind of way. And whoever I choose to date better be ready because if they are not careful, I might just steal their hearts. <laughs> what? In the... Oh, right, the show. In any case, Miss Black Bloom Rogue, do we have a car to start off your matching with? From the crypt of Agadim, he may not be a vampire that sparkles, but boy, the two of you will shine when together. Meet <laughs> Shadow Stinger. Oh, hi there. So my initial reaction to like Shadow Stinger was, you know, he's cute. And then I was looking at his amazing jawline and I thought, oh, yeah, but then, you know, I was thinking about how sharp he keeps his daggers and I was like, oh, if we did some sort of sneak attack together, oh, I think it would be so nice. But on the other hand, if I went back to like Mama Bibi and I was like, took a, took a moment to her, she'd be like, that is exactly what I expected of you. So I don't know whether to cast my net out maybe like a bit further and see what else I can bring back instead. Something a bit different, you know? Oh, whoa, 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 what, what, what was that just a second ago? What are you talking about, Corey? You were just talking out loud a second ago, yeah, like... Yeah, we were, we were all talking out loud just a second ago. We're doing it right now. Let's just get the show going. Okay, well, clearly you're eager to meet your next potential match. And boy, do we have a good one coming down the pipeline because I feel just from knowing you for a short amount of time that you, like to party am i right <laughs> oh yeah yeah i knew it and i'll tell you something there is no one better than our next Ooh. card to help you along with <laughs> so that good. party train a half man half full who makes an impact <laughs> on someone real fast please Ooh. meet shatter skull minotaur ah. oh hello there So the first second that I laid eyes on Shatterskull, I was reminded of something that Mama Bibi always used to say to me. She used to be like, you've got to be careful around those minor tools. You know, they lead you round and round. But when I first saw him, I was just so t very taken with how big this one was. And oh, I bet he's well positioned to curve out with me. Well, you know what they say about creatures with big horns. Big payoffs. <laughs> okay, stop, hold, pause. What in the world were you just doing there? Oh, this again, really? 
I, I mean, I, I don't get it. Like you were just like looking off in the distance and saying how you feel and who, I don't even know who are you talking to? Yeah. I, you know, like, you know, when you've got feelings internally that you want to just like talk about, you just talk about them. And then it's called a talking head. It's like simple. Just tell people how you feel. Wait, you know? So what, what, this is like a thing now? Okay, boomer, whatever. Hey, I'm not a boomer. Just get on with it. Okay, fine. Boomer. Well, I can tell just from the short amount of time that I know you that you are a person that is deep and has multiple sides to them. Yeah, you could say that, Corey. You could. Then I think we might just have the perfect match for you. A creature that is clearly attuned with that multifaceted nest that's deep within you. Please welcome Dreadworm. Oh. So, Dreadworm isn't exactly someone I would normally match with, but when I looked into his eyes, I just. I saw sadness, but intelligence, you know, he's smart. I can really get that from him. And I just know he'd be the best hugger. I can't resist a man with an accent. <laughs> There's just something about the way he talks. You know, I have to say how impressed I am that Black Bloom Rogue is really throwing herself into finding a match. But at this point, I don't know which of the three cards she might actually end up picking. Okay, see, I did one of these talking head things now. See, I'm not I'm not a boomer. I'm hip, I'm swag, I'm on fleek, or whatever else the kids say. Okay, I'm done talking. How do you end one of these things? Is there like a, a button? Alright, Miss Black Bloom Rogue, it's time for us to get back on task. You've met our three potential matches, and now... It's up to you to figure out which ones are excess and which ones make sense. Three cards, and you have the inenviable task. Corey, Corey, Corey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. I've got this. Warrock, bring out the sleeves. The sleeves? What? What? Welcome, everybody to the sleeve ceremony. Throughout the time that I've spent with each and every one of you, I've discovered something new about myself and what I look for in my future partner. And I just want to say thank you for all those two minutes that I spent with you. But it is time for the sleeves. If I call your name and you receive a sleeve, I think that you and I are well matched. That's really nice, but you should know that's if not really the way. If you don't receive a sleeve, you must leave the unlucky lounge immediately. Hey, I mean, that's not really the way it goes. We, we brought them in here from Immediately. Shadow Stinger. When I met you, I thought you were the same as all the other guys that I ever dated. And that might well be true. But you and I both know that this would be a disservice to us if we were not to explore this further. Will you please accept this sleeve? Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like Black Bloom Rose. Shatter Skull Minotaur. 
the moment that I saw your bulging biceps and rippling torso, I knew that we had great chemistry. You're the life of the party and I'm a party girl. We're both outgoing and I feel like this could be something. Will you please accept this sleep? Wait, a second ago, you just chose Shadow Stinger. Dreadworm. Oh, Dreadworm. I knew you were someone different. The moment I looked into your eyes, I saw my future. And it was exactly what I wanted it to be. With you, enriching my life. So will you please accept this sleeve? Okay, I've had quite about enough, Miss Black Bloom. This is not how excess or make sense works. First, you're doing this ridiculous talking head thing, and then you choose all three of the cards to match that with- That brings me to you, Corey. You've been great, honestly. You're really great. And you're gonna make someone really happy someday, but you are a little stuffy, mm, unadventurous, and a total boomer. I'm sorry, I will not be giving you a sleeve. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I'm not even a card. Don't make this harder than it already is, Corey. No, 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 no. No, this is my show. This is my bar. I, I know wherever you end up, you will make great shows there. Now, hold on a second. I am sorry, Corey. Goodbye. No, no, I will not. Goodbye. I invited you here. I brought you. Don't make to this, this harder than it already is. Just go. Oh, I don't think you understand. You see, Borok, you would please not... help him. He's not thinking straight. He is heartbroken. <gasps> what are you doing? Why? I am not a boomer. I am sorry to see Corey go. He was nice and all, but I just think we're from different worlds, you know? I mean, I'm so excited to take my three matches back to Zendikar. We're gonna have so much- Wait, this isn't a reality dating show. Oh, I was only meant to pick one of the cards. Mm. Well, I guess that guy really was a boomer. Anyway, come on cards. Let's go make a library together. And Borok, why don't you come along and join the party? Did I hear someone say party? Not since flying reindeer have the holidays seen something so amazing. Just in time to make selfie-ready holiday hair easy. Introducing the do-it-all styling tools for glam holiday hair. The holidays are happier with glam hair. And the Not Doctor all-in-one dryer brushes from Conair makes it easy. Detangle, dry, and style in one step. No elf needed. The Not Doctor collection has a dryer brush for every hair type and style. The Pink Smoothing Paddle dryer brush has Flexalite bristles for painless detangling and high-performance power for quick styling and smooth, shiny results. And the purple dryer brush comes with a bonus volumizing attachment to boost lift and volume at the roots. It's perfect for salon blowouts at home. And since they're ideal for every hair type and length, they make great gifts for everyone on your list who wants beautiful hair without the hassles. Shop the Not Doctor dryer brushes at conair.com or at your favorite retailers now.
Welcome back, all my unlucky lounge rats. Good news, I was able to sneak back into Monoscrew Manor and back to the unlucky lounge after being kicked out of my own bar. Black Bloom Rogue definitely took control of that game show accessor makes sense, and I guess dating game shows are not what they used to be. They've evolved. They've changed. And isn't that kind of appropriate for the set that we're going into? Zendikar Rising might be one of the most evolved New Age magic sets that goes to a limited design philosophy of being ultra-forgiving to its player base. And while in some ways that leaves out some of the skill of limited in past, having to scrounge for playables in your last 20 to 23rd slots, in many ways this is a good thing. It leads to less non interactive and non-magic games, and into more cohesive and smoothed-out gameplay. And the fact that Black Bloom Rogue took three different cards, each of which plays into the different archetypes and strategies that come into Zendikar Rising, I think leads us to a pretty stark conclusion about this coming Magic the Gathering set. Zendikar Rising might be one of the most flexible formats that we have seen in a long time. But let me compound upon that by talking about how Black Bloom Rogue's different mechanics that are in the card itself alludes to this truth. Let's start with the most visually acute flexibility in a card like Black Bloom Rogue, and that is the MDFC form of this card. For my lucky lounge rats who have yet to hear this acronym kind of spelled out, MDFC stands for Modal double-faced card. We might remember these double-faced cards prominently from their first introduction in the Innistrad block all the way back at the early 2010s, and now they're less about transformation and more about choice that the player has. For all the MDFCs in Zendikar Rising, it's a creature or spell on one side, and on the other side, it's a land. These MDFCs, the way that they stand, are giving players additional resources in either the early or the late game. And having a land on your 5-drop, it helps you out so much when maybe you're just drawing nothing but gas and you need the lands. Maybe it's the opposite and you're flooding out and a 4-5 for 6 is exactly what you need to stay combative in the game. The presence of modal double-faced cards also works well with the classic idea of Zenikar being intricate with lands and landfall. Which is why I say a card like Dreadworm, while it doesn't necessarily on its face go with a rogue like Black Bloom, it actually has a fair amount of utility when you're wanting to continue to swing with your 5-4 and giving it indestructible in a clutch turn to attack sideways is additional value and flexibility in your MDFC. Very clever of Wizards to put lands as their MDFC debut in the same time they're bringing out a set like Landfall. So when you're drafting MDFCs, you want to think about these little interactive strategies like where can you get your Landfall triggers. Additionally, when you're counting out your entire deck, you might want to look at not just the number of lands you're putting in, but also 
counting an MDFC as a land in itself, not only for mana counts and mana ratios, but also for effects like landfall. Traditionally, when we have a landfall set, you can run additional excess lands because those lands are giving you more value by playing them on your established landfall triggers on your battlefield. Now on top of that, these special lands are actually spells in themselves, so you can feel comfortable running 18, 19 lands while including your MDFC cards inside of them. Oh, and let us not forget that Kicker is also in Zendikar Rising. Look, more modality. Spells played early or kicked later on, and it works when you've got all these additional lands that are in your creatures and spells. You don't get as punished for playing an early land when you can draw a big kicker spell later. Don't sleep on kicker in this format, even though it's not necessarily the newest or flashiest mechanic that is in Zendikar Rising. One more thing about MDFCs before we move on with Black Bloom Rogue's other highlighted things that she's showing on her card. The fact that MDFCs are lands on one side and spells slash creatures on the other sends a very clear message that Watsi is going into the business of resource smoothing for players. And it's building in so that the newer player base doesn't have as many feel-bads as one might in the initial learning bumps and bruises as older enfranchised players like myself have had to had. Now, while I might feel this, they're never going to experience a day two flood out and lose out on some money because of, well, fickle mana, it's probably good that they don't experience that. Because we want to keep those new players. We want them to become enfranchised. Because when games keep healthy flows of new player base, games stay alive. I've seen plenty of card games in my time fall to the wayside because they couldn't retain their player base, because of too much power creep, because of non-interactive games when there's legacies of cards that are stronger than newer things. Allowing new players the strongest and smoothest play experience is going to allow us to continue to see this game even though we live in a global pandemic. And quite frankly, Watsi is competing against virtual card games that can build in virtual ways of having resource smoothing. That's right, I'm talking about other games that I love. Legends of Runeterra, Eternal, Hearthstone. They're in direct competition with Magic the Gathering. And the fact that they're finding ways that can exist in paper, along with existing alongside Arena and Magic Online, and keep that more interactive, smooth, flexible gameplay to retain those newer players is good for everybody. Let us as older players, those who have been around for a few years, adapt to these new changes because things are going to feel new. They're going to feel strange. They're going to feel foreign. So we have to be part of those harbingers of change and welcome them with open arms, not with pitchforks and torches. Let's continue to talk about what makes Black Bloom Rogue an emblem of the flexibility of individual cards that act as kind of that hinge point into different deck archetypes. Let's go to that creature type line. That creature type line is playing a variance of different things of what you can do 
in this limited format. There's a number of rogue payoff cards, just like Shadow Stinger. A 1-4 for 2 and a black. You tap another untapped rogue you control to give Shadow Stinger Death Touch until end of turn. And Shadow Stinger itself, when it deals combat damage to a player, they mill three cards. Which goes back to Black Bloom Rogue, who as a 2-3 menace becomes a 5-3 menace creature if an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard. They're playing in this small tribal synergy feel in Zendikar. It's not too out there, and the payoffs can still happen even if you're not putting together full rogue synergies. Compare this rogue tribal element in Zendikar Rising to the tribal elements of Lorwyn, the elf and kithkin payoffs, all these tribes that were there, and in order to have the best deck, you had to find your lane. You were required to take certain cards in order for your deck to cleanly function. This is a card that, even though it is a rogue and has these rogue synergies, you still get paid off for the card by either playing a game reasonably, removing things, interacting with our opponents, but you get paid off quicker by having those nice rogue synergies. It's a really cool way of integrating tribal synergies into a larger overall sense without it over-dominating the presence of what the tribes should be doing in respect to the whole set. Additionally, that rogue creature type is doing more than just tribal rogues. As, of course, our satyr friend Galia at the end of Excessor Makes Sense highlighted, a party is coming to us. And it's not just a kind of party. No, we're talking about the formation of the four creature types that make up a party in the plane of Zendikar. Warriors, rogues, wizards, and clerics. I love this party mechanic because while we have these little smattering of tribe synergies inside of Zendikar Rising, there is a larger tribe synergy in the idea of party. Now for those of you who have yet to kind of peer a little bit deeper, party is kind of a keyword reminder that gives a card an additional identity if you have these four creature types on your battlefield. Quite often, when a card has party, it has a cost reduction for the number of creatures that you have in your party on the battlefield. So say you have a rogue and a warrior on your battlefield, the card in your hand might cost two less. Take, for example, the Journey to Nowhere variant in white in the set. It's four colors and a white, and it is known as Journey to Oblivion. That's right, Journey to Nowhere and Oblivion Ring. Both cards coming from Zendikar combining in this very interesting O-Ring variant with the party mechanic. It exiles a non-land permanent as long as Journey to Nowhere is on the battlefield as this enchantment, but it costs one less for each creature in your party. So you're getting paid off just by playing rogues in general, and if you're specializing in more of a specific party deck, you can have this card be absurdly low-costed. Maybe two, maybe three. Unlikely to be one, but still a very strong card to exile a non-land permanent your opponent controls for like two or three mana. Sweet. And Black Bloom Rogue, being a rogue, she plays into that party. Now here's what's interesting between specific tribe synergies and parties. You're going to have this tension 
while you're drafting these cards? Do you want to have a wide spread of your party, or do you want to specialize in one of those classes? And even if you're, say, specializing in just rogues, you're still getting paid off by the variable mechanic that is party. So what? Maybe you're only getting a single amount of cost reduction on one of your party spells. Guess what? All of those party spells are good regardless of you having party. Some of them, not so much so, but you can still cast the card. You can still make an explosion with the effects of those cards, even if you get no party benefits. Certainly as this set develops, we're going to see the best decks are probably that which are specialized in a full party, a special tribe, or maybe the landfall mechanic that we talked about prior. But I'm willing to bet that all of these things, they're playing into a card like Black Bloom Rogue, the MDFC side, the Rogue side, the fact that it plays into parties and pays you off for that enemy threshold that seems to be the overall pervasive feel of Rogues in Zendikar Rising, this card this special rogue is showing us that we are going to still have a playable deck even if we're not fully committed in one of these synergies. Even if we don't get there 100% on rogues because heck, even a removal spell that costs four and a black kills a creature. Even if it just costs three, still does it. Let's see just how flexible the set is. And a card like Black Bloom Rogue taking all three of its different cards that represent different pies of what it can do is sure to be a sign to help us vault and understand our exploration into the coming set of Zendikar Rising. I'm hyped. Hopefully you're hyped. And Borok, I know you, sir, are unbearably excited. <laughs> Well, bad puns aside, this is where we send it out to all of my unlucky lounge rats. What do you think about these MDFC cards? A card like Black Bloom Rogue, is it going to play an important factor in the overall definition of Zendikar Rising? Or is this card going to really end up being a C+, maybe C- of a playable? It's certainly as a 2-3 for 3, not the strongest thing, but when you enable it, a 5-4 for 3 with Menace is quite pungent. But is the face value of this lower power leveled card without it being enabled by rogues going to automatically make it a lower assessment without having those rogue synergies or are all of these little things combined gonna make this into a real role player let me know on socials what you think twitter that's draft and draft cory instagram cory demon enriquez or of course on our patreon draft and draft an mtg podcast i want to know what my unlucky lounge rats think well it looks like i found the bottom of my drink and so we've reached the end of this episode before fully closing it up a big shout out and thanks to my good friend stephanie bailey wright a non-magic player who i worked with back on the cruise ship days and it was an absolute joy to join her on this journey here in this episode of draft and draft additionally a shout out to our friend zbex for a cool little cameo midway through the episode hopefully we'll bring some more of these little drops as we continue to explore the universe of the unlucky lounge and of course the community grows at large but it's time for us to wrap this one up my name is Corey, joined alongside borok 
Now go out there, enjoy your pre-release, whatever it might be, and make some magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.